Sandy and Cat Hands Magic 95.1 Sports. Quick little roundup just so you're in the know. NCAA championship game tonight. I don't love how late it starts. 9.20 on TBS. I just am jealous of my relatives who live in Colorado. My wife's brother lives in Colorado. Yeah. And so he gets to watch sports like right after dinner. You know, like at You're 7 like, o'clock they nice. tip off. I'm yeah. like, that's what I want to watch. Yes. Right I want, yeah. I said I got to watch, you know, Steve Harvey do Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That, <laughs> I guess today. that is what's on. Yeah. Entertainment tonight. We surveyed 100 good looking women and what it's like. And you're like, ding. It's always inappropriate answers, which is great. Family Feud is so dirty, by the way. Oh, man. <laughs> Family Feud is, it just is so me, dirty. Or has it just gotten dirtier over the years? Like, growing up, my mom used to watch Family Feud. That's what we yes. watched. Like, Price is Right, Family Feud, yeah. Wheel of Fortune, you know, Jeopardy. But it seems like Family Feud has gotten so Family dirty. Family Feud is super dirty. And it's not just because I'm older. It's because they're trying to... They always lead you to inappropriate questions. Like, what's the one thing you wish on your man was bigger? And you're like, well, okay. One <laughs> of the five... Five answer is good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> car. Wallet, car. <laughs> By the time you get to answer eight, you got to say it's stuff. Yeah. You know, at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, Family Feud is way dirty. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, what, what was it like? The very first host of Family Feud, uh, one of the guys was always making out with women. Uh, the, you know how that, that was oh, culture? Oh, like always holding his hand. Holding, holding their, their hands. hands. And he'd come up. He'd be like, hey, Mary. Kiss. And they'd yes. kiss each other. That is, that's a different era. That's 70s, man. Mm-hmm. That is like, you know, oh, hello, Betty. Welcome. And, and give him a big kiss. And they give him the smooch. You don't yeah. see that now on TV. No. Yes, no you don't me, see that. You got Me Too movement. You got bumping elbows. Nobody's making out <laughs> with anybody. I cannot believe I watched this growing up. Did you ever watch Love Connection? Chuck Woolery, I'll be back in two and two. No, I don't remember watching that, but I do remember the Pyramid Game, and I love the Pyramid Game. See, that wasn't as dirty. Like, Love Connection is dirty. Yes. They'd go out on a date, and you know know the producers hired them, (laughs) because they would just talk about how terrible, because the the dates that didn't work were the better. The funny ones. Oh, yes. Yes. He showed up not wearing pants, you know. (laughs) Oh, those were great. Those I can't believe I watched that as a kid. I'm sure those things didn't. But anyway, where did I get off on this? We were talking about... We oh. were talking about what's coming up. Yeah, <laughs> tonight the basketball game doesn't tip off till later, and so we'll all be stuck watching uh, Steve Harvey. The other thing that we're watching this week, even if you're not a big sports fan, I still think some of the narratives in sports are good for you to know, is that Tiger Woods might play golf uh, at the Masters this week. He says he's going to be a sort of day of decision. Oh, I thought he I thought he was testing it out last week. He, wasn't he, wasn't he on out. the greens and yeah. he was he, taking his strokes yeah. and, and, and kind of practicing. Tiger Woods, love him or hate him, because I know some people get mad at the affair stuff, which yeah. is fine. Totally yeah. get it. Get it. But um, he, he uh, he's still the most recognizable name in golf. Yes. Okay. He moves the ratings and moves the meter unlike any other golfer. I know if he's playing in the Masters, I will watch. Mm-hmm. And if he's not, I'll just casually pay attention. It's been like 500 days since his accident where he almost died and almost lost his leg. And so many say if he actually comes back and plays, tees it up competitively this Thursday, it's a huge accomplishment, uh-huh. let alone if he makes the cut and let alone if he's even in contention to win by the time you get to Sunday. Yeah, do they take, I'm not totally schooled in Masters and I know that you like to watch golf. So do they take like the top 20? 
to top 10? No, I mean, there like, is a cut. Okay. So you got to play well enough on Thursday and Friday combined score to make the cut to the weekend. To the weekend. To play okay. Saturday and, and sun- Sunday. And Sunday. Okay. So you play four rounds of the golf course. Okay. And around each day. Mm-hmm. And then it's whoever has the cum- cumulative lowest score at the end of four rounds wins wins the turn. Here's what I never understood about golf. The caddy. Sure. sure. The caddy. Good question. So sure. how much do you think the caddy makes? Mm. And I mean, obviously the caddy is really the person that is like recommending the clubs to you, right? Isn't Well, you get a percentage of the purse. Oh, is that how it works? You get a okay. percentage of the purse. Okay. So whatever, like, let's say you, even if you finish in like 20th place, you still get paid. Oh, you know nice. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, caddies, they make about three grand a week. Wow. No, that's not bad. Tiger I mean, Woods caddy clubs. during his 10 years where he was winning all those tournaments during yeah. the 10-year run, his caddy was earning about $12 million a year. Holy cow. $12 million. <gasps> hey, it's the Indian Cat. It's Magic 95.1. A lot of people on spring break. A lot of people's social media feeds driving me crazy. Oh, I know. I'm so jealous. Like, I want to be on a beach somewhere, someplace warm, the sun, the sunshine kissing my skin. We're not going to get that right here today, folks, at all. As much as people claim they're on social media, or sometimes right now, some people gave it up for Lent, you mm-hmm. know, so they're not technically on it until maybe after Easter. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm planning my wife's 40th birthday party. Oh, yeah, that's coming up soon, right? It's, uh, yeah. It's in May. Okay. It's in May. And so, I'm, you know, it's not going to be a huge deal. It's just, you know, we rent out a room. We're going to have some people come over. We're going to have dinner. And then everyone's going to go about their merry way. And then maybe my wife and I will stay at a hotel downtown. We have all this planned. And Mel's like, all right, so let's just uh, invite people via social media to my party. Just say, hey, here's a private event. I uh, invite the 25 or 30 people that we kind of think, and we know some, not everyone will come. You have right. different obligations. You know, sometimes when you get to May, you have like Little League and other things that start to kick up. Anyway, the point being is, I think we've invited 20, 25 people. Right. We've got like 11 confirmations. Well, that's not bad. And then we have like this other group of people that apparently have just never been on the internet in the last... <laughs> Responded to your to your invite. To your invite. When did, okay, okay, all right, all right, so, Andy. How how long ago was it since you sent this invite out? Is this a week ago? Is this like two days it's probably, ago? It's probably like two weeks. Oh, it's probably two oh. weeks. We set this out. Okay, and so I'm. That's where I told Mel. I was like, why? Like whether you guys are planning an upcoming graduation party or a birthday party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it bother you when people give you the no reply? Right. You kind of wonder if they didn't see it or if they're going to come and not RSVP. Because everyone is always offended if you say no. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not offended if you say no. Just let us know. I'm busy. You're busy. Totally get it. Uh huh. I'm not offended. I just have to plan accordingly. (laughs) Okay. Because if I plan on 30 people showing up, and I promised the restaurant at least 25 uh-huh. and eight are in attendance. Yeah. That's a problem. Yes. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's all when I'm you get mad. That's, that's when you get mad. Because then I got to eat like an $800 food bill. <laughs> I mean, you should have seen it by now, right? You know why I'm whining. I'm whining because now I've got to do the legwork to actually now text and call these people. Oh, it creates more work for you. That's right. It's selfish. That's... It's disrespectful for my time. That's... Do you understand? Because now I got to call them up, and you know what? Exactly the first thing they're going to say is, "Oh yeah, I'm in." 
Oh, no problem. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, no, no, yeah. And you're We're like, in. why didn't you just click the yes button? Just, just tell us. I used to talk about this uh, before he's now retired, Randy Brown at the Coliseum. Because mm-hmm. he's like, because he goes, Andy, this is my frustration, planning events at the Coliseum on a, on a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Hey, Randy, back in the day when he was there, can you bring some concerts to town? Bring a concert to town. Mm-hmm. And then he'd get an artist to come. Right. And then no one would buy tickets in advance. <laughs> They'd all buy them day of. And then he's like, that's the problem. He goes, we do really good walk up. But he goes, in order for us to get more concerts to keep coming, yeah. the promoters or the tour managers act, actually look at your pre-sale rate. Yes, they do. And he goes, yes. so, he goes, so we might have really good attendance, but we never get that number till the day of, and it affects future concerts. Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes promoters will bring a big show in, and if, if the pre-sale isn't more than halfway, they'll, they'll cancel. cancel the show. Yes, yes, they will. Like, seriously, they will just cancel the show. Uh, so we'll just cancel this party. God, let's get our lives together. Andy and Kat, hey, it's Magic 95.1. So I'm getting some home improvements done in my house. One of the things I find fascinating is we are... Um, we have to update our electrical panel in our house. Okay. Yeah. Don't our electrical that. panel, you know, where all the circuit breakers are in uh-huh. your house, right? Yeah. Mine is 40 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is very common. And so I'm upgrading to a bigger unit so it has more capacity. More amps? Uh, yeah, just more slots mm-hmm. and more amps. Okay. All right. So where's what's the point of this stupid story is what you might be asking yourself. So I'm out there and I'm getting quotes from some of these guys to come in and replace this, this box. Mm-hmm. So some electricians are coming out. And anyway, the fascinating part is apparently... A lot of people are doing this right now because of the future of electric cars. Yeah. Uh, my neighbor just got uh, their panel updated and an electrical, like, I don't know, plug-in for their electric car. They just bought an electric car, too. They did? Yes, what they type, did. What type? What, what, it's you know, a Tesla. A Tesla? Yeah, and I was asking them all kinds of questions about it because when Tesla, I was in the t- car market, I was looking for electric, too, kind of just to cut. Is it like a hybrid or is it 100% all, uh, are all Teslas electric? I forget what the thing is. Or just now, some of them or hybrid? I, or I what? know that there are Teslas that are 100%. 100% electric. And then, yeah, because you don't add, I don't think you add gas to him. But but anyway, he had to put the plug in his garage yes. so that he could charge his vehicle. Yeah. So I'm asking the electrician, I was like, so tell me the pros and cons of me upgrading my panel. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I mean, who wants to pay a couple grand if you don't have to pay a couple grand? Uh, well, you could burn your house down if it overheats. So he was like, look, I don't, you know, you don't need it right now, but you might want it in the future. The question is, how long are you going to live in your house? And I'm like, I, I don't know. Nobody knows the answer to that. Right. I said, so I don't know. I could move tomorrow, I guess. But we ended up saying yes, because he's like, look, he's like, in, in the next 25 years, everyone's going to have to upgrade their panel because we start, remember the manufacturers and all the car industries have to become less fuel dependent. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. They ha- and he goes, so every home that has to be retrofitted 
to, he's like, this is the wave of our, you know how like, oh, like wow. right now everyone's trying to sell you solar power. Yes. Everyone's trying to sell you. Now the problem with solar power is we just don't get a lot of sun around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and like maybe you're in a, a neighborhood like mine where there's a lot of, it's a lot it, of trees, trees. it's an established neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't make a lot of sense unless the, unless the state government starts to give you a lot of tax credits for it, which by the way, Indiana is not in the forefront of that. To have the solar in your house for 20 years, it was kind of the math my neighbor did to make it offset the cost you're incurring. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So if you're going to be there a while, great. Yeah, that's good for you. You know, but if you're not and you don't know, it's like when people buy metal roofs these days. Great if you're going to be there a while, not mm-hmm. if you're not. I did not opt for the car plug as part of my cost. But when talking to the electrician, I was fascinated as to like, well, what what is your bulk of your business? Yeah. What are you doing We're, right now? Yeah. He's like, oh, our biggest thing we're doing is we're updating garages so then they have more plugs. Sandy and Kat, hey, it's Magic 95.1. So on April Fool's Day, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel traded their talk shows. And I got a first thing I thought of, I was like, man, that would never happen in radio. Uh Uh-uh. First thing I thought of. Now, it's one thing, like if you're in like the same cluster, you're in all your radio station owns a bunch of other radio stations and you switch frequency and signals, but never with a competitor. No, not at all. ABC and NBC, man. So they switched their shows on Friday, which by the way, is one of their least viewed Days of the week. Okay. To the point where Conan stopped doing shows on Fridays when he was doing late night. Oh. Because nobody watches them. Everybody's everybody's going to the movies or you're doing other things. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're ready for the weekend. I mean, people didn't... See, you didn't even know Conan for the last whatever years he did his show on TBS didn't even do a show on Friday. He only did four days a week. Oh, well, I would have thought he would have done it on Friday, but no, you're right. I, I didn't and so, know that. And so nobody watches late night anyway on, on Fridays, and the viewership for any of the late night shows has been dwindling in years because people are just, we have too many options. We have option paralysis when it comes to our entertainment. Here we are on a Monday talking about something on a Friday on a talk show, and we haven't done that in years are you figuring out what's happening now? You're noticing what day it is? and uh, Or no, maybe. I don't know. April Fool's, everybody. How many of you are disappointed? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and how many of you are thinking, oh, my God, Jimmy Fallon looks terrible. I hope he isn't sick. <laughs> we pulled the old switcheroo. In fact, right now, Jimmy uh, F-word, as we call him, back home, is hosting my show in L.A. We swapped everything. We swapped shows. Uh, bands, even wives. Bad news, Nancy. Fat Jimmy's coming home. <laughs> this is something we've been planning for a long, for years. It was a top secret operation. Even the Roots didn't know this was happening until today, right? Uh, no idea. Jimmy doesn't trust you, is what. <laughs> it's true. They yeah. said they've been planning it for uh, for years, and then the pandemic set them back mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I am I am curious to know as to what executives at what level knew. And what the repercussions are. are, I mean, or did they even, I mean, surely they snuck that by the, uh, the management, right? Surely there had to be a meeting, you know, like, could you imagine if we just often did that here with, Mm. even with our sister station, what, what management would say, Uh, oh, we'd get in a lot of trouble. We would. Yeah. We would. The worst thing, the bosses hate being out of the loop. Oh, absolutely. They hate being out of the loop. Now. Uh, I will say there's also this in our business, whether it's TV or radio, where you can ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. 
you know, versus because these guys have different contracts than you and I have. Oh, yeah. You know, they're ironclad and they're 50 pages long. So the worst thing is you get suspended or something. But even Mm -hmm. that would make headlines. Right. That would make you want to tune in more and make you in the press the next day. But uh, you know how. uh, So basically, Jim, Jimmy Kimmel. I always thought it was interesting that he aligned with ABC because there's not a whole lot of Mickey in him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, the House of Mouse is known for being nice. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Kimmel's kind of a grumpy dude. Yeah. He's been grumpy and cranky for years. In fact, you know, he's the show that does mean tweets. And Jimmy Fallon is probably, in my idealistic, more aligned with ABC's sort of corporate culture. Right. Which is everything's nice and fun and everyone's my friend and goo goo <laughs> And so uh, they did swap bits. Jimmy Fallon, instead of doing mean tweets, Mm -hmm. did sweet tweets. Oh. These are nice tweets, and I think Justin Timberlake shows up. How is Justin Timberlake legit good at everything? Singing, dancing, acting, golf, and wearing jeans. (laughs) Wearing jeans. I don't even know what that means. I mean, he must look good in jeans. I cannot find a good pair of jeans. I, just, I know it's hard. It it's, really is. There's so many different cuts and styles these days. There's like eight different cuts and styles. I never know what to pick out for my husband. For, I can never get like the cowboy boot cut ones or whatever. Right. They're just too tight on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> my butt is too big. I've said for years, look, listen to the fashion industry. Why don't you guys have butt cup sizes? There you go. Why? You know, in bras, you guys have a cup size. I'm a 34C. I'm a 34A. Who cares? But at least you know the bubble. You know the curve. You know who else has really a really hard time like finding jeans and fits? And it's the bodybuilders that are cut and they have those gigantic, you know, thighs. thighs. They're so big and they're very, very um, muscular, but they don't fit anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, but that's a different problem. That's like, oh, look, I was doing too many squats and look how awesome I look. <laughs> that's different than I was born this way. <laughs> Sandy and Ken, it's Magic 95.1. By the way, do you uh, with cars today? Now that you have your you have a new car since you were in an accident, have you figured out all your bells and whistles and alarms? Well, okay, so here's the debate on the car, and I haven't had a chance to test this theory yet. But my car has a CD player, but we think it's also a DVD player. But we haven't tested the DVD yet. There's no way they're going to let you watch a movie from the front screen Why that's distracted driving. They, Andy, I mean, we've got kids, and that screen is kind of big enough that the kids in the back seat could see it. All right, I'm going to go ahead and bet. Let's do a bet. Uh uh-uh. uh There's no way that that no, screen because I in your really car. could be. I really could be wrong on this. But yes, well, this is why we should do it. There's no <laughs> way they're going to allow a movie you're playing on your front console. We're talking about hey, when you get new cars, the console, the computer stuff. Yeah, that controls screen. There. Everything nowadays, it keeps getting bigger and bigger because mm-hmm. all of it's control, whether it's your heat, your radio, your air, your navigation, all of that is now one big screen. And so my whole thing is, I'm like, there's no way they're going to let you play a movie on that screen. Well, I was reading through the book. I was reading through the book and it, it said something about mm, video or DVD, I guess. Right, who knows? We got a listener. Andy and Kat, Ola, good morning. Hi. Good morning. Uh, yeah, Kat, I think it's only legal when you're parked oh. if it is a DVD player. Oh. You can't do it while you're driving. Okay, it might in, it disable it while I'm driving is what you're saying. Cool. Correct. So what are Correct. you going to... So okay. Is this like for camping? Like, I can't imagine going, boy, I'd really like to watch a movie, but I'd like to watch it in my car. Who's doing that? Well, man, maybe you're sitting at a doctor's appointment and you have somebody in counseling and the other two kids are in the back or whatever. Yeah. 
Maybe something to watch. Who knows? I don't know. Or okay. maybe you're an All Uber right, driver then. and you're sitting at the airport waiting on to pick up someone. That's and why you have a phone yeah. or so. I don't know. Okay. All well, right. Fine. That's interesting. Fine. So I I'll, guess I should have taken that bat. <laughs> I think I would have been halfway right on that. Well, yeah. I don't. I'm still curious if that's correct. But all right. I love all the new trinkets, though. Do you? I. I do you have the smart cruise control? I do. I do have the smart cruise control, but I don't know that I like it. All right. So I think I'm finally getting adjusted to it. So smart cruise control or whatever they call it these days is is when you, I, like you say, your car sort of auto calibrates to the traffic in front of you. Right. So Where if you set it at 70, it goes 70. But if you're getting too close to a car, it automatically backs it off. It backs off for you for safety. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's sort of, yeah. Whereas classic control, cruise control, you uh, if you uh, if a car pulled out in front of you, you would just run them over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You would just run them over. So <laughs> I, used to, I used to hate that, mm -hmm. but now I think I'm kind of getting used to it. And I love it for distracted driving. Oh, you know, kids are in the back or if I turn my head and somebody uh -huh. pulls out in front of me, my car has already saved me once by auto adjusting. Oh, really? Yeah. And so now I'm like, OK, maybe maybe you like that. Yeah. A well, bit I more. like living. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it turns out that that's the way I'm going to have to do it. But it did take me a while to get used to that smart cruise control. Yeah. Um, I'm really you don't feel in control. No. All of a sudden, somebody like a stiff wind or a squirrel runs out in front of you and it hits the <laughs> brakes for you. Yeah. Watch out for those. I mean, they're running rampant right now.